0: When you're a jet, you're a jet All the way from your first cigarette To your last dying day When you're a jet, let them do what they can You've got brothers around You're a family man You're never alone You're never disconnected You're home with your own When companies expect it You're well protected Then you are set with a capital J Which you'll never forget Till they cart you away When you're a jet you. Stay. up. This is Peter Barnes and you're listening to the NYJ
1: Couch Couch Podcast. Welcome everybody to the New York Jets Couch Couch Podcast. This is your host Peter Antonelli. Here with my co-host Justin Schwenderman. What's
0: going on Jets fans?
1: Producer and editor David Schwenderman in the background. 27-14, whole nation watching, as you would say, worldwide, yeah,
0: we took have, care of business. We take our wins global, baby. That's we, how we do it. We took care of business in London. That's right. And
1: truthfully, other than the Dolphins trying to make it interesting there in the second half, late in the second half, this was an impressive, impressive win.
0: Let's put another check mark to the away game win. Got that off our hands in London. Really a home game. Did you hear? Fireman Ed was there. Did you hear, bro?
1: They they put him on the TV. How many times? Yeah, you know it. what it I was mean. Great.
0: It was great. I thought I thought there was a, there was a lot of Jeff fans. Great, uh, great atmosphere for us, and I think that helped our team.
1: I'll tell you right now, the Antonelli household was rocking. We did the breakfast buffet. I was hating on the nine thirty start for a while, but once you got up, once it, it was nice. It, it was, you're sitting there, your game ends, you got to win, and football's starting for the whole day. And, and it, was, it was a very nice win at that. I felt our preparation and our game plan were, were impressive, to say the least.
0: I think, I think the coaching very impressed me a lot. I think Ty Bowles, man, he just impressed me, impressed me from day one. Him and McCagnin, from day one, all we see is, is, is getting better and better and better.
1: You're committed to the run and it's it's very easy to commit to the run and say you committed to the run when you're running the ball the way Chris Ivory and this offense was but you hit that deep ball to start the game. You come out right there with Marshall, he makes a great grab. It just set the tone that was backed up for 60 minutes on Sunday morning. I really I couldn't have I couldn't have been much happier with what I saw.
0: Yeah, I was I was extremely happy. I thought that I loved watching Chris Ivory run the ball. I thought it was mm unbelievable mm-hmm. yeah, how he ran the ball. He's such a beast. Um, I think Marshall had a great game. I just think the uh, offensive line had a decent game, man. They, they. I think Brian Winters played well. Um, but, yeah, and our defense played, you know. Our defense is top, I think, top five in the league. But, man, I want to ask you a question. What do you think about Ryan Fitzpatrick? I
1: honestly feel Fitzpatrick has to get better. And I'm not at all interested in entertaining any type of quarterback talk. This team is three and one. We're sitting at an early buy that truthfully we wound up kinda needing. A lot of those little nagging injuries. It's nice to be getting some reinforcements back and and it's it's shaping up fairly well for us to be sitting four and one heading into New England. You can't look past Washington, but I feel like Fitzpatrick, they got the Angelo haul down next week. I feel like Fitzpatrick has to start showing some signs of improvement. And at 3-1, and one, it's hard to say how much improvement, but he by no means is the reason we're winning these football
0: games. It's hard to, it's hard to explain. We see throws like the, the deep ball at the very beginning of the game, and then we see, is it either him staring receivers down, or is he just throwing into double coverage? I, I, Triple coverage, you saw. Oh, my goodness. And I, don't, I don't understand. I'm confused.
1: I think you can attribute that a little bit to his smarts, per se, or his uh, comfort level in the offense. Because I feel like there's, there's a handful of times in a game where he comes out, and it's usually the Marshall, but he comes out and has his throw predetermined. And that's where he's going with it. He can see the field, you've seen that he's moved from read to read. But the problem is when he's moved from read to read, going left to right or right to left, you see a Devin Smith streaking across the middle on a fifteen yard in, and the balls bounce.
0: I swear, him and him, him and Devin Smith do not have any luck together. It's uh, not luck. It's uh, Devin
1: Smith missed outside of his first practice and entire training camp.
0: I just know. I just think that well. We saw Gino. He was gonna be him. Him and Marshall was gonna supposed to be crazy. Okay, well, and Sebastian and Marshall taking care of business. Yeah, exactly. But I'm just saying, him and Devin Smith can't get it together. They cannot connect.
1: Devin Smith will be heard from, and the big play facet of this offense will be heard from before the season's over because it's there. It is there. The kid is open. You see the all twenty yep. two. You see them pull out the cameras. The speed is evident he's flashing it on the next level. And I'm happy because I wasn't the biggest supporter throughout the draft process with little things. With putting the hands up, with flipping the hips when the ball was getting there. And he just needs the ball to get there yeah, right now.
0: I, as of right now, I'm pretty impressed with Devin Smith. I got nothing to hate on him about. it. it looks pretty impressive. He looks like he tries to attack the ball when it's in the air. Uh, I, think, I think these are all good signs. We'll see what he Yeah, but got. the
1: kid's getting 9, 10 targets a game. But due to timing, in my opinion, Fitzpatrick isn't putting it anywhere near him. You're coming down with three grabs for 30 yards, but legitimately six or seven for 80 and a, and a touchdown. Is, is You're looking at it. You're seeing it. It's just not being executed.
0: Obviously, the tight end position is the weakest link on our offense. But Fitz is looking like he, he needs to step up his business before he becomes called that.
1: Now, I want to kind of commend Fitz for his legs, and are they devastating? No, but the one play where Brian Winners kind of got put on skates there by Sue and it happens to the best of them. He, he is one of the best in the business when he's got it ratcheted up. but Fitzpatrick tucks it down and he, he just he was able to elude that rush on Sunday and pick up. I, he had more yards than the Dolphins at one point. He was able to pick up some huge first downs that sustained drives. Yeah, I
0: think, I think it was three or four nice runs. Nice first down runs. I, I thought he was very impressive that way. Well, that was the one thing we talked about last week that I would like to see him do. is, is Learn how to get out of the pocket a little bit when you need to. Like Gino would have done. So that, that was impressive on me. I just wish he threw the, threw the ball with more accuracy. How
1: different does this offense look... With Eric Decker on the field. And this is no knock to Jeremy Curley.
0: I feel like we move the ball so much quicker with Eric Decker on the field. And and it just seems like he gets touchdowns like nothing. They, They don't seem, they seem effortless to him when he gets one.
1: That third and six was a game changer for me. And we open up the show talking about dominance somewhat. But it was a play that sustained that drive itself. We got points out of it. And it was a... Big jolt to the offense. And then you see him come out. And I said going into the game, I was expecting a third down package and some obvious passing situations where you need him in there, either pulling coverage or drawing up for him, either or. I I was just sat back and said, wow, everybody has had something to say about Decker. Is he a one? Is he worth the money? Is he this? He is a difference maker when he is on the field for this offense right now.
0: To me, I, I think of him as just a great football player. Knowing, being a leader, being him and Marshall, they're just very intelligent football players. They know where everyone has to be. They know how the offense runs. They make it. They make the offense run smoothly. Mm, to, I gotta go,
1: Chris Ivory
0: there making no, the I, offense no. run smoothly. No, I think Chris Ivory is the engine, definitely. Oh, but I man. think that those two football players, those two uh, wide receivers. Helped the whole passing game and our offense move down the field with their intelligence.
1: Ivory was where we were going next because both he and Decker, I mean, he was suited up, but he didn't play. Both he and Decker missed that Philly game and we sputtered. And you come out with a career high 29 carries for a buck 66 and a touchdown. And when we're doing that, when we're running down a team's throat, it makes everybody that much more dangerous.
0: He is got to be the scariest thing coming at every defense this, this the next half of this season. Yeah, no you can
1: you could say right now Marshawn Lynch is nicked up.
0: Yeah. You could say right now this this guy is He's the hardest uh, running hardest running uh running
1: back in the league. Toughest back to bring down in the NFL right now.
0: I uh, would, AP looks still pretty tight. Uh, AP is AP. You got yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to say, a I That's not want to exactly, though. I yeah. put that up there too, I'm yeah. just saying, I didn't want to, I don't want to not include him, but Chris Ivory's scary, man, and I, and defense have to, defenses have to, they have to plan for him, they have to strategize against Chris Ivory, that's what, that's what teams are looking at to hurt us, is stopping Chris Ivory, I don't know, he can't be stopped, man.
1: Completely agree, but it starts up front. And you, you didn't hear anything from Cam Wake. You didn't hear anything from Olivier Vernon. The offensive line really showed up. Really did. And I got to give Brian Winners his due. Everybody was, everybody was nervous. I mean, Willie Colon's no world beater, but we've seen the worst of Brian Winners. And then you see the ACL tear, and you know he's coming back from that. It, it was a huge question mark. And we just said he was playing one of the best in the business. He held up for sixty minutes. Oh, on I thought
0: he played excellent. In my opinion, I know another people say he played. He played par. He was. He was decent. No, I think he played excellent. I. I think I was the one play the ivory touchdown. He stood Sue up. He stood him up. After I saw him do that, he just looked impressive the whole game. He looked stronger than Sue, in some plays. It, 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 I thought he. I thought he played excellent. Obviously, I don't. Don't believe yet that he's going to be a consistent, as as this one game. But I hope he is. He him looked. Be. We're gonna need we definitely, him to Definitely, be. definitely, and but it did look it looked impressive, and I, and I hope to see I hope we see more of that.
1: That second half drive was big boy football. They ran the same play concept four straight plays. That was ISO power over left tackle. Four straight plays. They walked down the field. And they took the heart out of that defense, out of that team, and took the job of the head coach. That was what every former offensive lineman, every guy out there that that played the O-line in his life, that's the drive you wish for. Power, power, power. And you you, you can't ask for more. It's everything you want to see out of an AFC East team right now.
0: Again, the offensive line played great and Chris Ivory, man. He is a bully. He I, is a bully.
1: I just feel, going back to one of our previous points here, Fitzpatrick starts taking advantage of the balls we're missing right now. We go from from good to dangerous almost. You're not going to beat New England missing the balls we're missing right now. You may beat Washington. You're not going to beat New England it, it, playing like this. I
0: thought that, that Fitzpatrick is playing just good enough to not question his job where he is he is the I think the that's starter. a great way to put it. Yeah. And I think that um, I think that if he struggled more than he already did in this past game, I think you have 2 weeks to think about what Gino might have.
1: 16 to 29 for 218 1 and 1. It's it's nothing that you you're looking at and saying, "Oh, man, what a great game." But it's also again, nothing that is going to Win you a game if you need that drive. And that's something that I, I was teasing there because I want to get into. He has been fantastic at the end of the half. And those are points that make a big difference. Going in, settling a team down, no matter what the scenario is. Touch-like. points. life. Yes, points before the half are dynamite. And he's been good at that. It's the veteran in him. It's why the coaching staff was comfortable, brought him in, and was comfortable going with him. I just need a little bit more to get where it looks like we can hope we can go. I really do. I I think the offense does. Getting into the defense. I know Dion Bailey. We're going there. But
0: M. Dub, Marcus Williams grabs another. I didn't. I didn't recognize early enough. But everybody else has to recognize. He is a beast, man. He is a beast. And I apologize for not. Thinking that Darren Walls was better because he's not. He's not Thank that you, because I was planning Mar- on saying that at Mar- some point. Marcus Williams is a beast. I give it all up to you, buddy, man. You're a beast, bro. And think
1: about the fact that top 10 pick Dean Milner has yet to take the field with this unit. You just said Williams is a better player than Walls, but Walls has been out with a hamstring. Walls has been a contributor for us and a good special teamer for us, part of that eagle punt return possibly. Know what I mean? The The talent level back there, we've talked about it how many times, but they are playing up to their expectation right now. You got Revis with another turnover. Revis has two picks and three forced fumbles in four games. We couldn't find a turnover last year while he was up
0: in New England. He couldn't is, find one. He is looking like the superior player in the NFL. He just He's just freakish. He's always around the ball. He's a great tackler. Right, you know it's Revis, Revis Island, baby. could not be happy having him back. As
1: we were just saying with Dion Bailey, what a great debut! This guy was in Seattle seven, eight days ago. Gets cut. Gets on a plane. Comes here. Gets on a plane. Goes to London. Gets on a plane. Comes back. And in between, has the type of showing that that if if it was a tryout. Congrats, kid! You made the team.
0: After Pryor goes down, um, was a little nervous. There was thinking. You like, know, oh. I saw that well. I saw that well. My
1: I, my father was thinking Man and I said he he hit kneecap to kneecap, and we got lucky with that one again.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely lucky. Finally, not a knee sprain, you know. Them go, them knee sprains. Said they've been around. going around like coals. Exactly. So, but after after him going down, a little nervous. So, Deon Bailey comes in, man. What a solid performance! What a solid performance! Uh, always a, being around the ball three times, they try to throw at him three times, and he was there, right there to b- knock the ball out. He, he looked awesome. I, Ninth- I was, I was hating on him a little bit because I, I, want my man Rontez Ron out I know, there. I know. But, but Deion Bailey, I definitely was impressed. More playing time than Ronald Martin, I will tell you that. Nineteen snaps,
1: and he's been on the team for about two, three days. You know what I mean? Obviously, exaggerating a little bit there, but real time, two, three days. It's, it's. A little bit of the the coaching staff throwing him to the fire, and you, you better be able to you better be able to make it, and it's a little bit. He earned it, maybe it's it's something that they they saw and said, let's take advantage of it now, let's put him mm-hmm. out
0: there, and he looks like a nonstop player, hustler. He he looks like he, he doesn't stop until after the whistle.
1: Nineteen snaps in your debut. West Saxton also called up from our practice squad. Cumberland out, only went into the game with Kellen Davis. He played 12 snaps. Meanwhile, our former first-round pick, breakout-of-the-year player for this defense, Quentin copple's 15 snaps. 15. And, again, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But how is it possible this man is not taking advantage of one? On ones because Mo's playing out of his mind. Leonard Williams played another great game, yet, Copples can get on the field for 15 snaps because that's the best thing for the Jets to win right now.
0: I have no idea what is going on with that man. I thought I saw something good the first two weeks. I thought he was rushing pretty well, I thought he was setting the edge very well. W- did the Eagle game get in his head? Did, 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 did the, the flight over to London get in his head, maybe?
1: I mean, obviously, it's packages. It, it's this. It's rotations. But you look at a Trevor Riley who people scoff at, you know, seventh-round pick. And the guy's playing. He played 10 12, The guy has, has carved himself a niche in this defense. And you look at a Quentin Coples with the pedigree, with the body, the expectations. He, he's one of that D-line pride up there. He needs to start playing like the other three or four on that D-line. Because I'm telling you, he's not worth that 780s on the books for next year. And they can rip that off of him. And with this type of play and this type of production, that's exactly what I think they should do right now. Exactly what I think they should do.
0: Copels, man. I... I... It's, it's There's nothing really to say. I agree. I, I agree. just don't understand
1: how you look at a David Harris who, again, stands out on Sunday. He's a beast. Again. He's a
0: beast. The, 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 the lunch pail, the, the construction work, man. Ten-year vet. He is a beast, man. I... I it is unbelievable to watch David Harris. It really is. It's great to watch him. Every everybody thought he was just a mediocre guy, gets a lot of tackles, whatnot. No, he's a game changer. He he changes the game, especially for the defense. He gets the defense wild up. It's unbelievable how good he how good he is right now in his career.
1: Yet a guy like Kopels can't get any of that to rub off on him. Or does he not care enough to follow a David Harris around?
0: I I'm I'm clueless, man. Clueless.
1: I just I don't understand when you're given that God-given ability and that natural talent, and to me he, the guy plays like he's already made it,
0: and, and he hasn't done anything and you let, in you, this league. You let the rookie who's being absolutely disruptive outplay you, man. You come on, you gotta have some com, com kind of competitiveness to to want to be out there, man. Leonard Williams disruptive. Len, Leonard
1: Williams is this close. To having about four or five sacks on this season so far,
0: yeah, man, he, more than that. He 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 is in every play. He changes the route of every play. I swear, the line goes where he wants to go. It is unbelievable. Mo's getting through the line like no one else. I was
1: I was very impressed with with some of Mo's pass rushing in the Philly game. Moe's turning the corner like a like a 4-3 defensive end no, he looks very and I don't quick look at Mo yet. like that I always think Mo stands out quickness and agility wise because he's inside on the guards but Mo beat an aging Jason Peters pretty well last week where he split the sack with Leonard
0: and he's so strong too that just includes with that he he's he's not JJ Watt obviously but he he's got he's got moves like JJ
1: They've put together something that is downright scary up front, but you just wish you can keep it together you don't know you don't know how much you can rely on a Richardson after everything that's going on and him just just being welcomed back in the locker room today. You know how much you can rely on a Wilkerson, but what's his figure what's the what's the snag in contract talks? You see the way Leonard's playing, and I'm not going to look ahead here. You're talking five years with him, but it's just how do you allocate this money? And you look at Snacks is up. We just brought up Copals. You've got so much talent up front that it's hard to let any of it walk, but you know the
0: day is coming. You can't let Mo walk. you got to sign Mo. Just like I said earlier in the podcast, It's got to be a mid-season sign. Mo's got to be signed. There's no negotiations. The contract's not going to get agreed upon without people talking. He's playing out of his mind. He deserves a contract now. You can't make up your mind about Richardson anymore. I think he already missed that, right? He missed that train. I think Mo gets the contract now. You figure out what you can do with Richardson later. Obviously, if it was it... that easy, it'd be done. Uh, <laughs> they they, they uh, attempted to yeah, get I, it I, done. I, I get it. It needs to get done. That, it, it's like a uh, uh, first priority right now, other than winning. <laughs> winning goes above all else. That
1: is a little Vince Lombardi in you right there. Um, something Bowles brought up, and he didn't want to bring, bring the team down at all in the uh, post-game speech, but he said we won the game, but the penalties. The only negative you really do take out of this game is the pass interferences, is the penalty number. First thing Bowles brought up, going in post-game, gave the team uh, sweats on the way home, by the way. I think that's a very I-played-in-this-league type of move.
0: How about how about I love when he was like, you know, here what here's what I'll do for you guys. Yeah, because he You got to come in on Tuesday, but if you're late, I get you for more time. And he, and he said, I'll give you Tuesday, and then you get off the rest of the week. That's That just seems like an old school coach You gotta come in and put some work in And then I'll give you a break Well he said
1: just tune up the penalties I got a feeling they're gonna do a little film work Get checked out and go home So it's not too much work getting done But some work got done in the front office And I think it has a little something to do With what you just brought up With the don't be tardy be,
0: don't
1: And Reno Giacomini turns around In Eastern Standard Time Walter Powell got released I feel like when the plane's wheels touched down, you think anything might have happened over in London? He played the uh, Gino. I don't know what time
0: I was supposed to be there, Carden. I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. Um, it was a surprise that he got cut so, practice squad player. Yeah, pretty right now. abruptly
1: going into the bye.
0: Exactly. Y- you look at a
1: West Saxton who we said got called up to the 53. Uh, they released and then brought back in West Saxton's spot. Our seventh round pick, nose tackle Deion Simon. And you kind of felt that was that was all that was happening there. We brought up the fact that they signed Titus Davis last week. Maybe should have seen a wall Powell move coming. Maybe we brought up the time for nothing. But Powell goes and they bring in another wide receiver, Kembrel Tompkins. Pretty sure you'll remember the name. New England undrafted, 6'1", 198. He's 27 now. Big time problem child coming out. He was with New England a couple of years, signed with Oakland. New England actually brought him back a few weeks ago, let him go quick, and the Jets brought him in. Practice squad spot, he'd have to work his way up, injuries, whatever, we've talked about that, but I don't like this pickup too much. It's not just the New England thing, it's just I, I don't need, I don't really need that on my team. I'm not a big fan of the personality and, and what you hear and New England brings you back in You let right back go New England knows what you are You came up with them So I I don't know about this one I don't know how you feel about it
0: uh, I don't have a problem with it. Bring him in, He's an ex Patriot. I don't usually teams do that. Pick up an ex player of the team. Please, to go Buffalo's the,
1: Buffalo brought in Walt Powell. They got <laughs> their whole uh, practice squad up there is the the Johnnies' <laughs> special. How about
0: the coaching staff? <laughs> it yeah,
1: looks, that's, like, that's the biggest looks joke. like
0: the old. It's look like Steve's pizza too, man. That's it, the it, biggest joke. It, it, it's it's crazy. Um, so I I don't I don't have a problem with it. Bring in an, an ex player. Probably release him after the Patriot game. He's getting no. He's not an information guy. He don't know nothing. He
1: was there for about a week
0: Most likely he'll get released anyway I think there's a lot of changing They don't know exactly what they want to do I think I think we're going to go attack a, a tight end somewhere, man I really do I don't think we are I, really I don't think do. we
1: can You got Dean Milner coming back You're going to have to make a spot to bring him back off the short-term IR You got Steven Ridley coming off the pup You're going to have to make a move on that And we got a roster exemption for where we're going next Boss Hog, Big Shell's back Ooh-wee. But somebody's losing their job in a the week there, too. Yeah. Who? So I don't think we're really out there on the waiver wire looking to acquire. Right, right now, now,
0: who loses his job?
1: That's a solid, solid question. I'd have to go off the top of the head. I'd have to go right to the offensive line. And I'd have to pick one of the younger guys that they either feel they can squeak onto the practice squad or just wouldn't mind losing because you got to expose them to waivers. Due to the fact that it is going to be one of the younger guys. It's not Jarvis Harrison for me. I know they like to work with that.
0: How about Bowen?
1: I like the Bowen idea with Richardson coming back. But you just let go of Simon. You got two nose tackles. Bowen's the type of big body that could fill in down there if need be.
0: You got doable, and, though.
1: And you do look at our linebackers, the way we play DN. It's not a. It's not a terrible idea at all. It really, really wouldn't be. I just feel again he's he's the one veteran that yeah, made him yeah. out of that group
0: I think I think it's hard to release a veteran like that I think Bowles knows it's hard to and it's hard a to
1: release like somebody that. from a unit that's dominating right now so if you gotta if you gotta cut ties with somebody I'd maybe go offensive line I like where you went with Bowen cornerback I'm be not cut. touching them I
0: don't agree there I think Darren can be cut no
1: absolutely not because you're one you can't rely on Milner with walls out now we're already bringing more safeties in than I think skill wise we should be. I'm not touching linebacker. We got no tight ends. Receiver, you got Decker nicked up. Smith just coming back. He can't afford to go there. I think it's going to come down to Stacy if Ridley looks pretty good. So I got that earmarked there. I think you'd have to go offensive line. I really do. But getting just into Sheldon. That boy's gonna have his hair on fire next Sunday. Oh
0: yes, I can't wait. What did you predict before the show? Two? Two. two sacks. And
1: I think he's gonna be playing spot duty. I think he comes out and gets two,
0: two sacks. I would love to see that. I think he gets one. I think at least he gets one. He's gonna be disruptive, um, but that's that's two weeks from now. What what's gonna happen in the next this bye week? What's what's going on this bye week? Anything good for the Jets?
1: Not, nothing good for the Jets But something good for the Couch Scouts here We're going to be doing during the bye week Our first quarter grades Going to That's let right. you know what we think Going down from head coach All the way down to special teams with the kickers So make sure you look out for that And until next week Jeff fans Take the week off Relax a little bit That's right. You're 3-1 You got New England coming in soon Let's get one Have a great week Jeff
0: fans Three. And the whole of the... Death. Death. And-